Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Well, it looks like the term insane is getting overused. Every week, I think it's the most insane week we've seen. (laughs) And then there's the next one. Well, welcome to this week's edition of Insane Things That Happened This Week. We'll dive right in with number eight, which made me laugh out loud, which I shouldn't have done because it's pretty sad. After Americans got a look at how Joe Biden handled Afghanistan, do they want him to play a major role in the Ukraine conflict? Oh, heck no. Again, this was funny until I remembered it was my country. Headline, UK Daily Mail. Just 24% of Americans want Biden, this is from the beginning of the week, to play a major role in the Ukraine conflict. They're not talking about a military role. They're talking about a role, period. Yeah. Just 24% of Americans want Biden to play a major role in the Ukraine conflict. Only 32% of Democrats and 22% of Republicans want the U.S. to wade further into the Putin standoff. In other words, they're like, good God, that's a nuclear-armed country. Keep Joe Biden away from there. That's what this says. It was an Associated Press poll. And can you blame them? Insane thing number two. It's so bizarre. I wish I could show you the look on Carly Shimka's face as she reported it this morning on Fox News. You can hear some of the shock in her voice about how bizarrely inexplicable something about the Biden-Ukraine sanctions was. The other sanction that's still on the table, and I can't understand why, is the fact that Vladimir Putin himself isn't being sanctioned. He's the aggressor here. Why hasn't that taken place? Uh, that's a that's a good question. Why would Putin, as, again, who as reportedly has billions in assets, he has a prime target. He should have been the first one on the list to be shut down from any assets that's outside the country that he can't take. That's Representative Doug Collins of Georgia. They weren't the only two gobsmacked by this. Look at the headline in the UK Daily Mail. They're obviously their mouths are hanging open too. You can practically see it through the way they wrote it. Biden is slammed, the headline says, for saying no one expected sanctions to prevent anything. After freezing all Kremlin assets in America, dot, 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 but leaves Putin's rumored 200 billion fortune, and then they put it in all caps, untouched. They can't believe it. I can't either. Which brings us to insane thing number six. One of the ways that our media, 
not the mainstream media, but our media misinforms our side is by telling them over and over and over that the reason that Ukraine is happening, so many other bad things are happening in the world is because the Biden administration is weak. That is not true. Biden himself is weak. He's an adult, old, demented fool who was never particularly bright, even in his heyday. Guy graduated in the bottom of his law class. But the Biden administration, it's super strong. It's not weak at all. It's iron-fisted. That's what Putin is counting on. The iron-fisted will of the left wing of the Democrat Party and those who really run the Biden administration so that no matter how bad it gets at the pump, even if we hit five, six, seven dollars a gallon, no matter the suffering of the American people, Putin is counting on Biden even if he plunges into the 20s in approval, that he will stand strong on climate change and continue to screw the American energy industry. It is the sole most important bet that Putin is making. And the whole thing is insane. It was best captured in this paragraph by the conservative treehouse. This is Putin's gamble. Let me read it to you. Russia knows from watching Biden executes domestic energy and regulatory policy that Joe Biden has no intention to do anything that would support U.S. energy development. As a consequence, Putin knows the U.S. will remain dependent on OPEC, where Russia is a member. Bingo. If the Biden administration actually was weak, actually did waffle on energy, it would give Putin pause. I mean, Biden might be able to be pushed by rational people into actually opening up drilling at the level Trump did instead of fighting fighting it in court, which they are right now, um, putting using the full regulatory power of the state to stop the loans mom and pop frackers who are idled right now need to get back in business. All of those things that he is doing. We'll have a little more on that later. That have basically doubled the price of a barrel of oil. Putin has to have a rock-solid belief in the iron will, not the weakness, but the iron will of the Biden administration. And he does. Conservative Treehouse writes, additionally, Europe writ large and Germany specifically are dependent on Russia's oil and natural gas. Underneath all of the saber rattling from the U.S. and NATO allies, this truth remains Putin's biggest weapon. In essence, Putin is leveraging the Western global climate change and energy initiatives as a weapon to do whatever he wants to do while knowing his adversaries have no options. Yep, it's their strength on this that empowers Putin, not their weakness. Like conservative Treehouse today, former Trump Deputy National Security Advisor KT McFarlane puts this in the simplest terms, because this is not complicated to understand why Putin is doing this. The number is 40. $40. Yep, Russia was hamstrung, she said, when a barrel of oil was $40 under her administration, but... It was at $101 a barrel today, and Putin could do whatever he wants. He simply couldn't afford the Ukraine invasion. He'd barely be keeping his economy together. 60% of it, after all, comes from natural resources, oil, natural gas, and minerals. At $40, he's suffering. He's barely holding it together. At $100, he can invade all day long. He needs to be able to count on Biden and the Democrats to keep that price up and drive it higher. And right now... That's a sure thing. Here's KT McFarland explaining how Ukraine's fate was sealed from the moment that Joe Biden 
took office and on his first day shut down the Keystone Pipeline. All those court cases, regulatory challenges, challenges to financing have managed to take 2 million, 1.5 to 2 million American barrels of oil off the international market per day. That's just enough cushion to put OPEC and Russia back in the driver's seat as far as setting prices. And they will never come down until we change that. Barring, of course, some sort of, you know, nat- natural disaster or another major outbreak of COVID or something like that. Here's KT McFarland explaining this across two interviews. Ukraine is in a terrible position, and I think that a year ago, Ukraine's state was sealed, and that's because we gave up our energy exporting business, our oil and natural gas, and we put the slammer on that, and we allowed the Russians. So what predictably happened, the price of oil and natural gas doubled. That gave Putin a lot of extra money and a lot of extra leverage over the European countries. And so sanctions at this point, I'm terrific. I'm happy they're going to have them, but it's not going to make a difference to Ukraine. She continued to explain in another interview. The tragedy is Vladimir Putin is now in a position to do whatever he wants, whenever he wants with regard to Ukraine. And part of the reason he's able to do that is because his coffers are rich with oil revenues and because he has political leverage over Europe. And I put that right down to Joe Biden. You know, a year ago, we were energy independent. Oil was $40 a barrel, and the Europeans were looking to, say, diversify their um, energy flows. Not anymore. The single most important thing that President Biden can do, forget the sanctions and all the other, he could go on the America, to the, tell the American people, I am reopening the American energy industry. In fact, Providence has given us the greatest stockpile and supplies of oil and natural gas of any other region in the world. I'm going to open that up. Uh, and then he could go to the Germans and the Europeans and said, I'm going to give you energy security. Buy cheap, clean American natural gas. Forget about the Russians. He could then go to the Asians and say, I'm going to supply you with energy as well. Not only would that take away the leverage, of of Russia and China, it would also drive the prices of energy down and bankrupt Russia. They need high revenues from oil or they can't pay for anything else. Which brings us to insane thing number five. The Democrats did exactly as Putin knew they would do. Stepped out to reassure him that we will continue buying their oil for as long as possible. Why? We won't even minimize the purchases headline this is secretary of state anthony blinken headline blinken we're not halting gas and oil purchases from russia because we're trying to minimize the pain to us what an idiot why would you tell them that at least keep them guessing moron waiting day to day to see if it's coming you don't tell them no we're good here you will totally have 101 uh, dollar a barrel oil for as long as you need to take Ukraine. It's as if they're trying to help Russia. Folks, and in, 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 I actually think they, they want to continue this invasion. It's their financial cover. You can listen to that uh, in yesterday's podcast, how the Democrats greenlighted the in- Ukraine invasion deliberately. And yes, it was deliberate. But the insanity continued. I mean, just to make sure that Russia was clear that nothing's going to change. The money train will continue to come in for American oil. We will not put our own on the market to lower the price. We will not turn the spigot. They dispatch none other than liar-in-chief Adam Schiff. 
this was in response to Democrats banging their chest and saying, we need a drill. We need to open up the speaker. We need to do more. So Schiff went out there to let everybody know for sure we are not doing that. We have no intention of competing with Russia on the world stage. We're not going to change anything. He actually stepped out to lay that out on behalf of the Democrats. It's incredible. But Democrats stand by their policies. They say the nation can address both issues. I don't think the response to Putin making war uh, on Ukraine ought to be the dismantling of our uh, protections against climate change. Uh, I do think what it ought to prompt is a wholesale effort to wean Europe off of uh, Russian uh, oil and gas uh, so that uh, Russia can uh, no longer use that as leverage against Europe. I bet you Putin threw back his head and roared when his intel services showed him that one. That's hysterical, given that France and Germany just completed a $15 billion pipeline, which France and Germany paid for half the cost of. Russia owns the entire Nord, too. Every single share of stock, they paid for half. We're going to wean them off that, moron? Only a Democrat voter would believe a thing like that. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Which, by the way, brings us to insane thing number five. The absolute betrayal, and folks, I'm not going to lie to you, this took my breath away because I understood the significance of it. The absolute knife in the back betrayal of the United States of America by Germany and Italy this week. And this not only is a betrayal, but it cements Russia's place as the sole guiding superpower over Europe and the EU. That's how hugely significant what I'm about to tell you is just about the sole purpose of NATO is to check Russian aggression. And so for a bunch of years, we've been contributing 4.5% of our GDP. That is a massive amount of money. It's 4.5% of our annual economy. While Germany has been contributing 1%. That's why Europeans keep very small, light armies that are poorly trained. Because we are their army. That has allowed them to to develop robust 
medical, health care, free systems, all of that stuff while we pay. So you've been paying 4.5% of our economy every year to keep Germany safe from Russia, while behind our backs, they've been cutting energy deals with Russia. When it came right down to it, who did they pick? They're going to go with the biggest, most powerful superpower. They picked Russia this week. They picked Russia by refusing to go along with swift sanctions. That would have blocked Russia uh, from the world economy, basically. All Germany had to do was agree. We could even check Russian power and Russian advancement. They stabbed us in the back instead, along with Italy. It represented Europe casting us aside, chucking us away as useless. And we had been the sole superpower over Europe since World War II. We, we built the place at our own expense, largely, doing a lot of things that hurt U.S. producers so as to help Germany, including tariffs that for many years have benefited them and hurt us. We left them in place literally through the beginning, a lot of them of the Trump administration. And after all those years and all that money, they cast us aside. Folks, this literally, what you just watched this week, changed a world order in place since World War II. We now are not in any meaningful sense a superpower as far as Europe is concerned. They chose. And Putin feels very safe. Here's Trump back during the Trump administration warning about this, sitting across the table from German diplomats and lecturing them. Take a listen. All of this came true. But Germany is totally controlled by Russia because they were getting from 60 to 70 percent of their energy from Russia and a new pipeline. And you tell me if that's appropriate, because I think it's not. And I think it's a very bad thing for NATO. And I don't think it should have happened because they were getting from 60 to 70 percent of their energy from Russia and a new pipeline. And you tell me if that's appropriate, because I think it's not. And I think it's a very bad thing for NATO. And I don't think it should have happened. And I think we have to talk to Germany about it. On top of that, Germany is just paying a little bit over 1%. Whereas the United States, in actual numbers, is paying 4.2% of a much larger GDP. So I think that's inappropriate also. You know, we're protecting Germany. We're protecting France. We're protecting everybody. And yet we're paying a lot of money. That's what makes what you saw on your television screen so jaw-dropping this week. The first time tanks have rolled on this scale in, at, at this level of war in Europe since World War II. Simultaneous with the complete casting aside of the whole world order. Again, with Russia replacing the United States of America as far as superpower status goes for the purposes of Europe. We haven't seen a realignment like this in 60 years. And it happened this week. I don't know what Putin will do next. But I know what I'd do. I'd break the back of NATO. It'd be what it would take for me, if I were Putin, to feel safe. What would that involve? Easy. Taking a NATO nation. Now, this is going to get very interesting if he does this. I don't know if he will. This is what I'd do, though. Because Joe Biden just laid it down. He will absolutely defend every NATO nation. Now, Putin, given everything I've told you, knows there's no way Biden's doing that. It's not going to happen. Biden, is sh Biden shouldn't have laid down the red line, given that it's pretty clear that the actual members of NATO probably won't stand with us, including Germany. Here's what I'd do. I wouldn't even want to try to take 
all those former Russian satellite state countries, I would just take part of one. And my reasoning would be this. If I could roll into a NATO nation, take part of it, it would demonstrate that NATO is really nothing more than a piggy bank, a website, some press releases, and an email address. It would break the back of NATO. It would prove that its existence was meaningless, and it would cement my place as Europe's lone superpower. I don't know what Putin will do, but that's what I would do. And I'd feel very safe that the U.S. and France and Germany won't do a darn thing about it. Which brings us to insane thing number four, the Keystone Pipeline. One of the first things Joe Biden did on his first day in office was to shut it down. You're thinking, yeah, that was like a year ago. It wasn't this week. Yeah, but that shutdown came full circle this week. You know what's amazing about it? If you look at all the sanctions that Joe Biden has put on Russia, none were as tough as the sanction he put on America his first day in office by shutting that down, knocking thousands of people who worked directly on the line or depended on it, restaurant owners, things like that, in the towns along the line with absolutely no apology whatsoever, then promised that they'd be retrained to do other kind of green energy things. And then he didn't even bother to start a program to do it. He just tossed him aside. Biden has yet to put a sanction that tough on Russia, even while not having the Keystone costs us 200,000 barrels a day, as Fox News pointed out. America needs approximately more than 200,000 barrels extra than it would if the Keystone Pipeline was operating. How about those numbers there? Unbelievable. All of this would have been avoided if we didn't chop off our own head when it comes to energy. Everybody knows that. The president says he's going to use every tool at his disposal to blunt the price increases for Americans. And people don't know that's not true because we're not getting more pipelines. In fact, he's making it harder to build pipelines. We're not getting production. You're absolutely right. It's been his policy for day one to cut us off at the knees. We're seeing the fruit of that now. Which brings us to insane thing number three. Remember, and I can't emphasize this enough, Putin is counting on the iron spine strength of the Biden administration, not its weakness. They're counting on the fact that they will not deviate from their energy policies, no matter how bad it gets. Which led to insane thing number three this week, which on its face just looked bizarre and goofy until you understand the purpose behind telegraphing this information. Insane thing number three was delivered by Chief Doof. That's how I think of him. Chief Doofus. John Kerry, climate czar, who made sure to go out there and let Vladimir Putin know we are totally committed to our goofy climate change policies. Here's how he telegraphed that. By saying that he hoped that Vladimir Putin would remain committed to fighting climate change. Um, the guy just cut a deal with China to buy and sell coal. Putin is financing this invasion by selling us more oil than we've ever bought from him. Kerry knows all this. He knows Putin doesn't give a rip about climate change. What Kerry's saying to Putin in terms of, hey, remain, remain committed to climate change, is that we remain committed to climate change. No matter how bad it screws us, our people, our foreign policy, our standing in the world, and our superpower status. So feel secure, Mr. Putin, in the idea that you'll have funding for the rest of your military adventures going forward. Hopefully, President Putin would realize 
that in the northern part of his country, they used to live on 66% of a nation that was over frozen land. I hope President Putin will help us to stay on track with respect to what we need to do for the climate. On to insane thing number two. This story. Biden to divert agents from U.S. southern border, send them to assist with Russia-Ukraine conflict. For now, it's voluntary, but that could change. See, the thing they're figuring that their sheeple don't know is we currently have a shocking 90,000 troops in Europe. The bulk of them, sadly, in Germany, which just absolutely betrayed us and chose Russia. We don't need more boots on the ground in Ukraine. We don't need to pull them off the southern border. We got plenty of troops if that's what they want to do with them. No, this is just another excuse to get rid of the Border Patrol, to get the border as wide open as possible for as long as possible to assist in the voter drive. The voter drive the Democrat Party has been running all year on the border. Finally, insane thing number one, which is as much a line in a Fox News article as it is a sense of perverted awe at what we saw on our televisions this week. The line I'm talking about is from an article headlined World Order on the Verge of Crumbling, just 13 months into Biden's tenure. It talks about how Biden promised just a little over a year ago in his campaign to restore world order. Instead, we're watching a collapse of a world order that is the only one adults alive today, even elderly ones, have ever known. The lines that really gobsmack me are these from the article. But just over 13 months since President Biden took office, the post-Cold War world order is on the verge of crumbling altogether. It started with a humiliating American exit from Afghanistan, in which desperate Afghans clung to departing American planes, only to fall to their deaths or be crushed in the wheel well. The safety of American soldiers was dependent on Taliban fighters, and American civilians were stranded in the country after their president broke his promise. Not to leave them behind. By the way, you know the number of actual American citizens, not green card holders, but actual American citizens left behind was actually 9,000? That report came out almost three weeks ago now. The Biden administration lied. They said it was about 130. That should have been a major scandal. But nobody even tracks these scandals anymore because the fireworks going off left and right are so extreme no one notices. That would be a major turning point in U.S. history. But it's just another news story in the insanity that is our week-to-week life now. Well, here's how it continues. The global order now resembles something closer to a worldwide version of King of the Hill. Russia is waging a violent invasion of Ukraine, despite Biden's assurances that, if he was elected, Putin would no longer bully Eastern Europe. As far as the world is concerned, the America that kept so many of those evil and repressive forces in check is gone now. And it is. It'll be a King of the Hill world. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 